incoming message. Synchronizing. What's up, everybody? Eternal Transmissions here again. Episode 55. My name's Danny. I'm Garrett. I'm Taylor. So, some people might be tuning in for the first time. This is Terminal Transmissions. Uh, pop culture type of deal. We like to talk about TV shows, movies, video games, science and technology. It's great. We're great friends, and we like to speculate. <laughs> yeah. I like that little rhyme. It was, I'm weird. So, anyway, today we're going to talk about Tom Hardy's new TV series, Taboo, which mm-hmm. is coming out pretty soon. Uh, we're going to talk about a new 3D printer on Kickstarter. Uh, it's called Next D1, which prints like circuit boards. It prints flexible materials. It prints in full color. It's basically the next step in 3D printers. Real Fucking wild. Dope. Uh, we're going to talk about some rumors involving a potential Castlevania TV series. Oh, new video game TV show could be cool. Probably a cartoon. Uh, and then we're going to talk about how Ben Affleck apparently has like a lot of reservations about the Batman movie. Yeah, and he's like, if this isn't perfect, I'm just not going to do it. Yep. So starting out, we're going to talk about Taboo, which I've actually been really pumped up about for a while. It's Tom Hardy, and interestingly, he wrote it with his dad, mm-hmm. which is which is really neat, and then a guy named Stephen Wright. Uh, it's an eight-episode miniseries, mm-hmm. and it's coming out actually pretty quick uh, on the 7th in England on mm-hmm. BBC One, and then in, uh, in the U.S. it's going to come out on January 10th. Mm-hmm. It looks mega fucking cool. It does look really cool. The uh, the description on IMDb says it's about an adventurer who returns to England from Africa with stolen diamonds and seeks revenge for his dead father. Yeah. Dang. And the the, uh, the trailer just has uh, Tom Hardy just acting a fool. Yeah, it looks wild. Like you, it's hard to really glean anything from the yeah. trailer. Yeah, it's like. In some in some scenes in the trailer, he doesn't have clothes on, mm-hmm. and he has like tribalistic tattoos. Luna Chaplin's in it. Yeah, he's like setting shit on fire. That. Yeah, it's just like British people, the TV show. Yeah, it's got a whole mess of top list like British actors yeah, in yeah, it, yeah. like a lot. Yeah. Did I mention that Una Chaplin's in it? I don't know who that is. I knew you didn't know who it was because you didn't react to it at all. I was I was I was busy in, in a train. I had a train, <laughs> train of thought going. Una Chaplin played. What's her name in Game of Thrones? You're welcome. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know who she is either? No. Okay, I don't know her character's name, but she played Rob's wife, who got oh. killed. Oh. Yeah. Jane, Jane Westerling. Okay, but, you didn't know that? But Jeez. fake Jane Westerling. Thanks, Cuban IMDb, for not knowing the character's name. <laughs> I know the actress's name, which is what's important. No, Jane Westerling. Yeah. Anyway, I loved her in Game of Thrones. I think she's wonderful, and I'm really excited that she's going to be in this new show. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah. There was about 18 Game of Thrones actors and actresses in Taboo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if anybody knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. The the High Sparrow's just going to be apparently a bad guy again, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw Tommy the Tit from Snatch with a beard and a shaved oh, really? head. I feel like I did. I'm like 80% <laughs> sure. It's got a... I've never seen Penny Dreadful in... Uh, at length, but it's got a penny dreadful kind of like feel to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit. I, I actually got a very um, Peaky Blinders feel, which uh, then I found out that it's like the same creator as Peaky oh, Blinders. Nice. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And Tom Hardy's actually in Peaky Blinders or was for a, a time. Which oh, I makes didn't know sense. that. They probably hooked up, and he's like, "Listen, I wrote this script with my paw." <laughs> 
And I'm yeah, I was about to say, didn't you say it was written by his dad? Yeah, Tom it, Hardy's it, dad. It was written by th- the three of them. It was Tom Hardy, his dad, and then this this other guy named Stephen Knight. Does Tom Hardy's dad just like casually write TV scripts? Or? I don't know. His name's Maybe. Chip, apparently. So probably <laughs> okay. Chip Hardy is the best. Yeah. Name. Yeah. Dialed in. Ready to that, go. Yeah, that dude is the dopest dude alive. But anyway, yeah, it comes out in like a week, yeah. so a week and a half for us. So yeah, I'm shit. Me- yeah, I'm just fucking pumped about yeah, it. Yeah, mega fucking pumped about it. I'm gonna have to dial this shit in. <laughs> I fucking love Tom Hardy, y'all. There's too many TV shows. Let's be real. There, there, there is are way too, too many, many TV shows. Way too many. I've been trying to get through Goliath, which is like one of my favorite shows Fuck. that I've seen in a long fucking. We time. finally started watching Goliath, everyone. Oh, Yay, man! I'm ready to go. It's yeah. really good. Just, if you, just if, to check in. Yeah, it's you, really good. Yeah, just to bop in. If you've ever liked a John Grisham novel, you would love Goliath. Yes. Also, you don't have to be a very big fan of Billy Bob Thornton because I am not, but I still enjoy the show. Yeah. So in science and tech, we're going to talk about a 3D printer. Ooh, that does sound good. Yeah, but it is a little bit different than any 3D printer that we've ever talked about or really seen, Mm -hmm. which is mega fucking cool. So uh, the only thing that I would say is I hate its name. Mm, Yeah, it's real shitty. It's the N-E-X-D and then the number one. Wait, I thought that it was called the DigiJet. No, no, no. And that's both a, that, of you guys have been saying different things. I said next D one, which I just said what he just said, but I said it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, like, he like explained it. Where I just am said I getting DigiJet from? So they invented a technology that that's like the fuel that it uses to print stuff. Oh, they should just call it the DigiJet. Yeah, then. for real. Yeah. That's um, way cooler. Yeah, I have no idea why they didn't go with that, but uh, maybe the next D one. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's, it's apparently <laughs> it's apparently pronounced the next one. No. But yeah, I hate it. I hate it. No. It sounds like they were trying to like come up with like a cool droid in Star Wars and got lost. Yeah. Just go with K2SO. Yeah. <laughs> <For real. laughs> anyway, it's on Kickstarter. It just started and it's already smashed its goal. Uh, it's raised as of today 568000 of 210000 Well, damn. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's been on Kickstarter for like two days. Yeah. Uh, it's got 24 days to go. It ends on January 27th. Um, it's, it's mega cool. Uh, first and foremost, it can print with up to six different materials simultaneously. So fucking dope. It's fucking wild. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that that was a thing that could happen. I, I didn't even know that. I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't think. I didn't even <laughs> think that there was three D printers that could do two at once. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, we do six. Um, it does multi material. It can do three D uh, electronics printing. Yeah, circuit boards and shit. Yeah, yeah. It uh, can print circuits and up- implement electronics into your design. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also so what's neat is normally with three D printers you have to finalize them by like taking them out of the printer and then like dump like dipping them in different solutions mm-hmm. uh, like like chemicals that you have to buy to do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know this one with the DigiJet. A material it actually finalizes in water. Yeah, you just rinse it off in the tap. Dang. Yeah, which I don't. I don't know how that works with uh, like circuits mm-hmm. and what have you. Yeah, that seems a little dangerous to be dipping those in in water. But maybe maybe they've got it dialed in where it looked like, like it was just like a seal like around it, and yeah. then you just like kind of peel the seal away with okay. the water. I don't know. It looks weird. Maybe but it looks cool as fuck. It was, like yeah. a, it was like in a jello mold. Yeah, maybe maybe since the uh, the circuits and what have you are in, internal, 
maybe then yeah. it's, it's waterproof inherently, which would be right. really fucking cool. Anyway, I already love 3D printers, but this is like the coolest. This is the ne- so we. What's funny is we basically predicted this like months and months and months ago mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast. Danny and I were discussing like how cool it's going to be when they start like 3D printing computers whole, mm-hmm. and basically that's what this is. Yep. And uh, yeah, like this is this is the future. Like here in just a few years, a short few years, it's just going to be like, oh yeah, we just made your iPhone right. in one go. I'm going online shopping, and my product is going to be printed out. Yeah, for real, instantaneously. And again, like people don't believe that automation is going to replace human labor, but what the fuck ever. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm a crazy person. Yeah, it, it, we're we're getting. It's. I remember when like the first 3D printers were coming out, and yep. they, they were like mega fucking expensive. They were really fucking hard to use. You needed like a degree in engineering to use them. You had to buy like just the most expensive material to print yeah. anything. You couldn't print shit that was cool at all. Yeah. Now, basically, we've talked about this before. That basically any week that you get onto Kickstarter, there's minimum one new 3D printer. Yeah. Usually, there's more like three. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Like th- this technology is just becoming so like easy to make mm-hmm. that people are just revolutionizing it like this, this one that we're talking about the next one, if you will, no. like they, 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 I'm uh, going to just call it stubbornly the next D one and they can just <laughs> eat my butt. I like it. But yeah, they, uh, like this is just, this is just an evolution of the, of the concept. This yep. is an evolution of the technology. And we're, this is just going to keep happening to where like five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, like it's just going to be like, Oh, this is how we make everything now. Yep. This technology. This is how we make cars. This is how we make like everything. Yep. And just prints out of your wall. You just yeah. get on the, the touch screen and you type it in and your money comes away. And then just a thing happens at you. Yeah. It's like, here's your game. That was yep. so descriptive. You knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone sits down and like AutoCAD's up a deal. Yep. And then just they like sell it to you, the prints basically. Mm-hmm. And you just hit yes on your fucking, uh, 3d printer and, and then a watch happens it yeah and it, it and it really is it, it, it's this is going to be so cheap yep like so unbelievably quickly it already is get, like i know like five people just in my friends group that own 3d printers yep this is just about to be the way it's really cool too because i think we skipped over this but this thing can actually print flexible materials uh-huh so like you could print a watch right right like a watch yeah. band that can actually wrap around your wrist yeah yeah uh, which is really but cool. with all the hardware in it because yeah. it, can, it can also print circuit boards. Yeah, just it's so cool. Yeah. It really is so cool. I and we've talked about this before as well. That like I, I would love to get into this. I just I, I don't even know where to start because it is kind of a kind of a task. Well, and at this point, it's kind of a thing like with virtual reality. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so I can buy the twenty five dollar like three D printer, but uh-huh. then like wh- why would I when okay. I could just wait like two years until right. like the next two? Yeah, it's is, true. Like ten bucks. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. That that's been like an issue for me. Is it's like. Well, if I buy this one in like six months, there's going to be like a better one for like cheaper. Yep. What do I do? Yeah. But I, I do. I really want to get into it. I, I would love to have a 3D printer and just be like just in my room just making up designs and bullshit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so go check it out. It's really neat. It's it's eight inches by eight inches by eight inches. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's pretty fucking big. Honestly, for because a lot of a lot of 3D printers are a lot smaller than that, right? Um, but yeah, this is this is mega fucking cool. Go check it out. Maybe throw some dollars at it. Maybe I will. Who knows? I still want one of those that 3D prints pancakes like onto a griddle. 
right. so you can make like Eiffel yes, Tower pancakes. Please. I still want a fucking flathead. I want that. Yeah. I want that Keurig tortilla maker. That's, that's what he's talking about. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what the fuck <laughs> Listen. Yeah. I love fresh tortillas as much as the next guy. But sometimes you don't just want to go down to the HEB and pick up your tortillas. <laughs> These are old terminal transmission bits, everybody. Yeah, they took that shit out of the fucking video. Oh, yeah. They edited it out. Off. Yeah, so <laughs> for those that are not in the know, at one point, we used to have an actual Kickstarter segment. Um, and, and so we used to go over a product every episode. And uh, we stumbled upon this fucking Keurig, basically, that makes tortillas. What's a Keurig? What is it called? Keurig. Keurig. Katie Keurig. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... And uh, that's that's exactly what it was. You you put like a K cup effectively of like pan or uh, pancake tortilla mix, yeah. And you shut it and hit it, and it just shit out. Pan- I keep calling them pancakes, goddamn it. Because it's because we're talking about pancake yeah. printer. But uh, yeah, and it just shits out tortillas, tortillas, and you can just slide open this like little warming drawer, and there's your fucking tortillas. Oh, but the bit man. was because when we first discovered it, the little like Kickstarter video. This woman's like walking around in a grocery store and she's like, hi, my name's Jane and I'm from the block and I just really love fresh tortillas. <laughs> like worse. she would, uh, she, it was yeah, it, I can't do it as bad as she was actually yeah. doing it. But then like, so we made fun of that. And then like a week later I went back to show someone and they cut that whole first segment out of the video. Oh, yeah. no. I feel like people were lighting them up on, on Kickstarter in the comments. Like why is she saying tortillas so aggressively like that? <laughs> Um, it's and then it's real. gone. It's gone forever. So uh, even if you go back to the Kickstarter now, that part of the video is gone. I wonder. I, I wonder if that uh, if that product actually was 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 funded. I fucking hope so. I think it was. Like, I, yeah, I think it was already funded. Yeah, when I we think found it. M- most of the stuff that we did that they were. I think we only ever did like two or three. That. But where's the flat F two that does full pizza? You just throw a fucking <laughs> a cup in there and just a full hot pizza comes Fuck, out. Yeah, it's not delivery. Well, we just got to go get the fucking. <laughs> We gotta go get the fifteen grand fucking robot arms to just make pizza whenever you need. But we need the mashup, right? So it's the food printer uh-huh. and the robot. True. So you don't actually have to go get any ingredients <laughs> to give to the robot. Jesus, he just prints them out of his taint. Right. You you go onto Amazon and you just plug in exactly what you need. Right. The, the Amazon grocery store that exists. Exactly. And then they just deliver it, and then your robot picks it up from the garage, and then they just cart that shit into the kitchen. And they hand it to your other. You're robot. saying a lot of things like I would <laughs> Such say them. Weird words. Um, but no, I'm 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 a step ahead of you. I'm just talking about a matter compiler. <laughs> Amazon doesn't bring me nothing. Yeah, yeah. The robot just <laughs> it out of the air and like just prints out a bird pet. Yeah, that's what I really need, man. I want a matter compiler more than I want to be alive. To yeah, be perfectly honest. Which isn't that bad. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> So in video games, and also kind of TV a little bit, it's yeah. tying double double down. Uh, this is really all just conjecture and rumors. There's nothing official about this at all, but I wanted to talk about it anyway because the p- potential is really cool. So there's some rumors going around that there might be a Castlevania TV series. Now, the way that this came about is the one of the producers of uh, Adventure Time, uh, he has a studio called Frederator Studios. His name is Fred Siebert. Okay. And... He was on a Nickelodeon podcast recently. Okay. And he mentioned, like, um, we're, we've had a really long gestating goal of working on this project of a video game franchise. Um, so because it's him, it's probably a cartoon. Right. Um, but apparently, sec- like, uh, you know, some quick-witted fans who listen to these things and get the people who solve the fucking Sombra ARG. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, they were listening to this and they were like, wait a minute. Frederator Studios has owned the rights 
to Castlevania for like a decade, right. apparently. They've just been sitting on it and nothing has happened with it. So for those who have never played Castlevania, it's like it came out in the late 80s, like 87. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a side-scrolling platformer uh, where you play as most of the time a member of the Belmont family. Yep. Not always, but they're vampire hunters essentially. Uh, and it, those games are awesome. Yeah, the Castlevania yeah, series is cool. fucking awesome. Yeah, um, but you get all kinds of like magical implements as you go. Um, it was much more simple back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You just kill a boss and then you get a whip, yeah. basically like like Mega Man or um, Metroid style. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, and like the 3D, like when they came out on PlayStation stuff like mm-hmm. that, there was a lot more to it, like leveling oh, yeah. up and picking skills. But they're really really cool. They're very cool. Um, there's a lot of cool characters and content in mm-hmm. that universe that would really be conducive to a TV show Absolutely. or a cartoon. Yeah. And I would say that Adventure Time is probably one of the most like wide age range accessible cartoons of all time. Yeah. Like in terms of being accessible to like really, really young kids, yeah. but also mm-hmm. to like adults who like cartoons. Yeah. So I can see that studio probably doing a really, really good Castlevania cartoon. Okay. If yeah. it came down to that. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's nothing official, no casting, no even announcement right. of the show, but it seems pretty likely that this is what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And if so, I'm fired up. Fuck yeah. I'm mean, Dirk's probably strapped in. Yeah. 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 I, my, my main question is, how adult they would make it. Right. Because the games are kind of, I mean, not like, they're not like grotesque and they're not like over the top, but they definitely aren't kidsy. Right. Uh, which, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. You could definitely still do uh, an animated show right. that could be, but you could also do something that's much more aligned with like uh, tone wise with like the Star Wars shows. Right, right. Um, and that's the thing about Adventure Time is it's definitely, it, it addresses a lot of more mature themes mm-hmm. and like darker things, like, you know, about like losing family members and like oh, okay. all, all this kind of shit while also being like, oh, there's a toot. Like someone tooted. <laughs> right, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's a very mm-hmm. good studio to have it be accessible to like both young kids and like people who actually grew up with Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm interested. Yeah, absolutely. I am too. My, my my second thing is Castlevania is one of those franchises that just has like such a loyal following and oh, fan yeah. base. Oh yeah. And so it's like I I feel like that'd be almost like scary to do. Right, right, because right. Because you are treading on some some delicate territory for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people grew up with this franchise. I grew up with this franchise. I wasn't super super locked into it like Dirk was and like some of my other friends, but I mean, I've played shitloads of them and I played the original. And uh, I loved Castlevania as a kid. It was it was one of my, like the first games that I remember being like, oh man, like this game is so fucking cool. Right, and they were hard as piss. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But absolutely. I wonder like how would you how would you do that as a as a series? That was what I, that that was what I was wondering is like, do you do it where there's just like more than one Dracula and like or more than one vampire and they just go to like different castles? Well, what I was gonna say, what you could do mm-hmm. if so uh, the the the. The way that a lot of cartoons work these days is they have a two episodes per episode. So it's a 30-minute block. Okay. You have some commercials, so it's like 20 minutes. Okay. And you have like two 11-minute episodes. Oh, okay. Um, you have like one short little episode that's self-contained within 11 minutes and then a second one that's self-contained within 11 mm-hmm. minutes. You could do it like – because in the games, the castle changes. Right. You could have it like a different part of the castle uh-huh. that you go – like he just, oh, I'm dealing with this room that has werewolves in it for like right. one episode. Right. Or, like, I'm dealing with this, like, puzzle that has, like, flying gargoyle heads for one right. episode. And that's just me, like, completely fucking No, I like that idea. I think that's um, cool. Because other than that, like, I'm Simon Belmont. I go to this castle. I kill Dracula. Like, how do you drag <laughs> right. that out episode right, right. after episode? It's true. Um, yeah. But that could be a really cool format. Uh-huh. I, I think so, yeah. 
Just whipping vampires to death. Oh, yeah. I'm jumping. I got hit by a thing, and it made me fall to my death. <laughs> the game. Yeah. Because you take knockback, and you fall into a yeah, hole. Yeah, you absolutely do. That's the whole game, by the way. Okay. I'm quiet because I've never played these games. Yeah, that like... This the, game. The first ones were like all side-scrolling, like 2D, and uh, you just whipped monsters to death. Yeah. Later on, they, they like made them 3D and stuff, and you started... Okay. But then more recently, they've done a few on like DS, which has gone back to like. Oh, really? Sets. I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. They're really cool nice. too. They're super cool. Huh? But yeah, one of the biggest things in the original games is that you'd be platforming, you'd be jumping on these platforms, and then you'd get hit by like a flying enemy, and it would knock you back, and you'd like fall into a hole and die. So instead <laughs> of just taking a little bit of damage from like this flying like like gargoyle head, right? You'd get killed. Oh yeah. Even the though man. you shouldn't have died because you were only <laughs> taking a little bit of damage. Right. The Mega Man story. Yep. The Mega Man fucking story. Yeah. I, t- I f- was on this platform by like one pixel and I fell into a spike and died instantly. I had <laughs> yeah. to start the whole level over again. Yeah. Later on, they, they kind of did it. Uh, they kind of did away with that with like the double jumping and, and uh, like wall climbing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in those first Mega Man games, yeah, you'd be like hopping across a platform. Everything's good. You looked both ways before crossing the street. And then some fucking thing would just hit you. Then you'd be like, where the fuck did this thing come from? Now I'm falling to, to my death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Mega Man. Those fucking games are ridiculously hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mega Man can, like, shoot fucking fire and laser beams and throw bladed boomerangs, but he can't step on a single fucking spiky oh, thing. Oh, yeah. He has, he has weak shoes. <laughs> Turns out that Ben Affleck is a little bit apprehensive about a Batman movie. Yeah, he's got some trepidation. Yeah. So I was reading about this, and so he's basically worried that the script won't be up to par with the kind of movie that he wants to make. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit confused because he's co-writing the script right. with, with uh, Jeff, Jeff Johns. John who's the head of DC cinema off the chain and also a comic book writer. Yeah, that's what's weird to me about it is like, how could Ben Affleck <laughs> yeah. writing his own movie mm-hmm. with fucking Jeff fucking Johns mm-hmm. be concerned about the script not being good. I enough? feel like that has to be him subtly saying that like the producers or, and or like the studio are jamming like, him up. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, like stepping sure, in and sure. like making shit happen. I, I just, I feel like that has to be it right. because you're exactly right. Both of you are exactly right. Like, you're co-writing the movie with Jeff Johns. You can make the best superhero movie ever. So I think that he is probably super gun shy coming off of uh, Batman versus Superman because I, I read that he actually really liked the movie, mm-hmm. but that the crowd reception was so terrible mm-hmm. and critic reviews were so awful that it just kind of made him like second guess himself. And right. He, I mean, he'll defend the movie, but. I think that he just wants to do something so different right. than that. He doesn't want that to happen again. Right. Yeah. And that is obviously very, very dependent on the script itself because, I mean, I don't know. Y'all had a different opinion about Batman vs. Superman. I didn't even see the whole thing. But what I did see, I didn't particularly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The writing The writing was okay, but like Ben Affleck, I definitely think, could do better. Right, for sure. He really, really could. Yeah. He's so talented. Yeah, he's really good. It is true. By the way, I finally watched The Accountant. It was off the chain. Nice. Yeah? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Say what you will about Ben Affleck's acting or, you know, just like reputation in general. The guy has talent, especially when it comes to screenwriting. 
And so I think that I think that he'll be able to do something really well. You know what else yeah. Ben Affleck has? Go see, go see, go see Gone Girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the issue I think the issue is that well, first and foremost, uh, and this is something we've talked about before that, that DC comic movies have this tendency to be like hated automatically by right. default yeah. by a lot of fucking people. A lot of people just it's like it's one of those things. It's it's just it's popular at this time. And has been for the last few years to just like make fun of DC movies. These people were were fucking bashing fucking Batman versus Superman before it ever came out. I I don't think even that the movie was was bad. Did you like? Did y'all like the first the the Batman trilogy, the original Batman trilogy? Sorry, the Christian Bale Batman trilogy. I liked I liked the, Batman Begins. I liked yeah. Batman Begins, and I I liked. Parts of the Dark Knight, and then I hated. The yeah, third one. so I did a little bit of research and saw that the writer of Batman versus Superman, he it was a co-writer, but David S. Goyer, mm-hmm. he wrote a, like the majority of the the Christian Bale trilogy, right? So yeah. I think like they just they need new blood, right? I absolutely agree, and I think getting Jeff Johns. And Ben mm-hmm. Affleck to collaborate will mm-hmm. be like new and refreshing because he writes comic books, right? And Ben Affleck writes like screenplays, right? Right. So I, I think I think the issue is exactly that is that I with the that trilogy with the Christian Bale trilogy they were definitely trying not to be like quote unquote comic booky, right? They were they were trying to paint Batman in this more quote unquote realistic. Yeah, light. I guess they were sticking away. Uh, they, they were they were shying away from a lot of the more like superhero-y stuff. The the superpowers they were shying away from. You know, a lot of his rogues gallery that have powers and etc. Well, now they can't really do that because now you're in the Justice League universe. So right. now you're with Superman. Now you're with Wonder Woman. You know, etc. And I think they need to embrace that. Right. I, I think. I think trying to do like darker, grittier Batman doesn't really work when you have Green Lantern and Aquaman yeah, and can't, Superman. Yeah, you can't there. tone down Wonder Woman and yeah. Like yeah. expect for it to be cool. Well, right. and here, here's the thing: is I don't want them to just. It's kind of like we don't need to see a Spider-Man origin story, right? Exactly. I don't need another Batman versus Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then who do you do? Yeah, and this Penguin. isn't a post. This isn't a post Justice League world. Right, right. This is this is Batman is already living with the knowledge that mm-hmm. Doomsday is out there and fucking a potentially Dark Side is out there right. and Wonder Woman, Superman. Like, who do you do? Yeah, it's true. It's yeah, true. and that, I mean, and that all kind of leads to Ben Affleck's you know hesitation because he doesn't want to write something just to write something. He wants to you know do us all proud. Sure, and and I and I think that that's you know a noble endeavor, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's it's one hundred percent possible. Yeah, uh, Batman is a great character when told right. Uh, one of the one of the greatest uh, heroes when told right. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, so the thing is, I mean, it remains to be seen what they do with it. But they absolutely can. They, yeah. I honestly, I like Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne more than I've ever liked a Bruce Wayne before. Yeah. I'm, Dang. Yeah, like I'm not afraid to say that. Like I, it, it he really nails like the feel of Bruce. Yeah, Wayne. I agree. Um, more he, than, f- he feels a lot like the uh, animated series Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I, and I like that. I, I, I like it. I like it a hell of a lot more than, than Christian Bale's. Christian Bale never really felt like Bruce Wayne to yeah. me. He never really felt like Batman to that's, me. That's true. That's true. I'm excited to see him in Justice League play off of all the other characters. And yes. to see him like stay true to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. While also like having all of these other personalities in play. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah, and it, it's really cool because uh, you know, reading the Justice League comics, it's really neat because Batman fits into a very weird place in the justice league right and uh he's definitely like it's funny because on the on the mean streets of gotham he's like the karate man he's, he's like the baddest dude yeah ever baddest dude. but yeah but in, in the justice league he's just a man he's the opposite of that right. he's the brainy guy that like types on the computer and like calls in favors and does all of that kind of stuff he does the investigative work he tells he, you that the team comp is bad <laughs> yeah because he can't do any of the other stuff like he can't compete with even like the next like most powerful guy than him like like the other weakest guy on the team i don't even know who that would be right now off the top of my head from from what they've got right but like cyborg would beat the living hell out of batman flash would that's not even we've talked about that before that's mean (laughs) like obviously superman but even like aquaman wonder woman like he is the least powerful member of their team, but he's like their financer and he's the brainy guy. And not to say that the other ones aren't brainy, but it's Batman. Uh, and I think that they need to nail that. I think that they need to really dig into that Yeah. for for that movie, for Justice League to really work. And I'm scared they're not going to. I'm so scared that they're going to be like, he has a suit. He has a new suit now and he puts it on and now he's super strong like I don't I don't need that yeah. from from Batman. I want Bruce Wayne to be just like, "Oh, I'm just going to put all of this shit together and then like unleash the fury." Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I think it's going to be awesome. I I think that Ben Affleck's going to do a really good job. I'm really excited to see what Jeff Johns starts doing with all of these movies. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious. At, yeah. at, at the very least, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I just I hope that it doesn't come down to like one of those projects that never gets made because mm-hmm. they can't agree on stuff. Right. Yeah. Like I hope that Ben Affleck doesn't like get himself in like a hole that he can't get out of because he's like, no, this isn't good enough. I can't make it. Yeah, I'm scared yeah, of it's going to be another Batman versus Superman. Yeah, and that's what I'm scared of too because after reading this article, like we, that Taylor was bringing up, um, I get listening to the fans. I get listening to the critics in some regards, but in some regards, like I'm also like, they, they don't matter. Like if you go in there and you make a good movie and you know it was a good movie and like everyone loved it, that matters that like actually gives a shit about the comic movies. Right. Then who the fuck cares about Unfortunately, all those other the studios that fund the movies. I, and I know, I know that, but so. I feel like if Ben Affleck dials in way more of like, let me make something that's awesome without giving a shit about like what Joe seven nineteen pizza cares about online. <laughs> like I, Magnolia I, I, fan. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be great. And uh, I feel like if he tries to, shoehorn this script into a movie that everyone likes, I feel like it's going to flop because let's be real. That's they're going to try to make a Marvel movie. If that's the case, do you post on as Magnolia fan on moviepoopshoot.com? <laughs> Did you say that Jan son of Bob are quote fucking clown shoes? <laughs> those people. Right. Exactly. Starring those ben people. Affleck. He's in that. Exactly. Movie. Those people. Yeah. Cause that's uh, unfortunately that's what all of those people want. Those people 
want a Marvel movie. Yeah. They want a DC Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But that's not... It's not what DC is. It never yeah, has been. Never has be. been. Yeah. It's And real comic book fans, people that have been reading comics for years and years and years, they know that. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, no, the tone of the Marvel Universe and the tone of the DC Universe are wildly, wildly different. So, okay, but as someone that's not been reading comic books my whole life, Mm -hmm. like you two, I personally think that they could find, like, a good middle ground with, like, the Marvel Netflix series Mm -hmm. where it's, like – still marvel and it's still mm-hmm. got like a marvel like hint to it mm-hmm. but it's very like serious in tone it deals with very mature themes like why can't they do something like that where well, they find the, like the happy medium the problem is is that there there isn't really from what we've seen so far in marvel, marvel netflix there isn't really a happy medium because they did the same thing as dark knight where they did tone everything down mm-hmm. now we might see that change with iron fist and the defenders but so far, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones have been way dialed back in terms of power, which is the same thing they had to do with Dark Knight in order to make it fit in that universe. Right. So it would, it would really be more like the Dark Knight again still. Yeah. Which doesn't really work with the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I mean more like um, like tone-wise, mm-hmm. not necessarily like how to fit these characters into this universe. Because I feel like Marvel and DC, as far as movies go, tone-wise, are polar opposites. Where, like, if you could maybe find, like, some happiness, it would be better. Not, like, a full-blown Disney Marvel movie. Right. Because that doesn't work, as you stated. Mm-hmm. But something a little bit less, like, fucking gray. I mean, honestly, I, th- I feel like, and I know that a lot of people didn't like the movie, but I felt like they nailed it with Man of Steel. Yeah. I, I felt like that felt like... A DC. I feel like they nailed it with Suicide Squad, but <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I'm also, yeah, I like that movie a lot. Person. That was a. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a good critically movie critically well. panned as it may be. I thought it was super entertaining. It had a really good amount of humor. Yeah, I think it had both. Yeah, yeah, and I, it still had ridiculous like like Omega level superpowers too. Yep. Yeah, and so, with just also people who are just dudes. Yeah, if that's the journey that we're taking with uh, Justice League and then hopefully the new Batman, I think we're you know we're in for something good. Yeah, I would say the only the only qualm that I really had with Suicide Squad was it wasn't long enough. Like I felt like if it if they had added like twenty to thirty minutes, get that director's cut, my dude. Yeah. No, no, no. And I I want to I, I want to watch it. I, I was just saying like a lot of even a lot of the people I liked it, and I still was like, man, I just wish that there was like a little bit more to like some of the characters' backstories, and yeah. then just a little bit more that didn't just make it feel like it was super rushed because I right. felt like the first act was mega rushed. And just like honestly adding even like 15, 20, 30 minutes to that would have helped that a lot. And that was a lot of the the people that were ripping that movie to shreds. That was their complaint was they were like, oh, yeah, it had like no fucking backstory. It had like it was just so fucking like sloppily thrown together. And I feel like that that's what they're complaining about. They're just shitty about it. Right. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, they it could have done with a little bit more length to it, I think. Uh, and a little bit more backstory, but I still felt like it was a it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. What can yeah. you do? Yeah. Hopefully he makes it. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. So that was Batman. Yeah. Episode fifty five. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Catch it on the flip.
complete. Program terminated.